Boom. It's being recorded. We did it. Uh, what's up, y'all? Hell yeah. It's week two, everyone. We we showed all the haters. <laughs> we really did. We overcame. Um, yeah. Not only, not only that, but we did not uh, let down our beautiful boaters. I know. Shout out to all the beautiful boaters out there. Absolutely. Just keeping it real on the open seas of Jordan L Reservoir. Um, hell yeah. Okay, and for real, shout out to everyone who like said nice things to us in the last like week because uh, a bunch of random people that I wouldn't have expected reached out and said that they listened and loved that first episode. So hell yeah, we were you getting know? reviews and things. Like I was shocked at like people like yeah, this is cool. I liked it. Five stars. Good. It's like rate and review. I've never said that before. <laughs> Fucking rate and review us. <laughs> we gotta get that. We gotta get that my pillow money. I want that my pillow money. That and blue chew. Um, let's go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, like, if we get some me undies underwear kind of going here too, you know, you can never absolutely. Yeah, and like people want to like be guests and stuff. That'd be cool. I was like, yo, let's do it now. Even though we've done one episode, let's just bring another. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, cool guys. So like nothing's crazy. Nothing crazy's happened in the last couple last week since we recorded. Right, everything's still normal. Everything's great. Everything's good, man. So we didn't talk about it last time, uh, really, but coronavirus. What's up? Dun, dun, dun. Um, have you ever seen 12 Monkeys? Because that's no. kind of where we're heading towards. What's 12 Monkeys? Oh, it's that Brad Pitt, Bruce Willis movie where Bruce Willis oh, is a plague. But yeah. Damn. Yeah, I think we're heading, we're uh, going full speed ahead. Um. It actually yeah. doesn't work because I'm I'm actually much more handsome than both Bruce Willis and that's Brad Pitt, so I I, I don't agree with point. that comparison at all. Yeah, definitely. You're somewhere. I think you're you're pretty close to Brad Pitt. I think you're definitely you're definitely above Bruce. Are you drinking water out of a mason jar? Hell yeah, King. <laughs> so what's up, y'all? Utah's kind of fucked. Um. <clears throat> I can't remember. It was like the day after we after we recorded last week or the two days after. They're like, "Oh yeah, we got six hundred new cases." So, what's what's been going on? Um, basically, the entire country looked at New York while they were like blowing up and figured, "Oh yeah, um, because it's really bad there. We are also hitting our peak here in Salt Lake City, Utah, and Florida, and Texas, and Arizona, and everyone." heard that things were getting better in New York. So they assumed that things were getting better here and our government and everyone else's government signaled that it was getting better everywhere. And our dumbass government, um, as we, we had this little, we have this little color meter that says the risk level. And, um, on the website explicitly says low risk. We're in yellow. And on the same day, our state epidemiologist is like, there's never been a higher risk for contracting coronavirus. So obviously we're getting some mixed signals. And so I can't really blame people too much for being confused, but this shit is just completely unacceptable and out of control and we can't get people to wear masks. Um, Yeah. And there's a long streak of stuff coming from both the federal government, but we know Donald Trump's a fucking idiot. So we don't need to listen to him. Um, But our state government who pretends to be well above like all the Donald Trump shit, they're doing the same thing just like without being like, a complete utterly old ass elderly person about it no they're, they're, yeah they're just totally blowing up the narrative they had before too it's like well we we saw what happened in new york and we saw what happened 
throughout the country, and we learn from that. And we all those Democrat that. states. Yeah, all those. That Democrats. was going to be my pop. My pop quiz question is: What do Arizona, Utah, Texas, Florida, all of these states right now where coronavirus is spiking have in common? Lightning <sighs> uh, round. Uh, Republican states. Ding, ding, ding. ding. I want a half point for what I said, too. What did, what did you say, Jordan? I said Medicare fraud. <laughs> oh, yeah, <that's> true. <laughs> but it's seriously, though, like, it, like as if we're going to, like, run to jump to defend the honor of Andrew fucking Cuomo. Like, I don't, like, yeah, yeah he true. completely, like, dog shit response in New York as well. And I'm not, like, why would I, I don't feel obligated to defend Marxist Andrew Cuomo. Um from from anything because like yeah, the marxist that cut medicare in the middle. in the middle of a global pandemic yep uh, i mean let me please go on record right this second bro, there say, were literal like a group of andrew millionaires cuomo. fuck andrew cuomo there was a group of millionaires in like manhattan who were who were begging to be taxed higher <laughs> so there didn't have to be cuts there was like a hundred of them and they wrote an, a letter to andrew cuomo and they're like tax us higher please don't make any cuts to, to, to medicaid and nope they did it anyway what um, happened when you listen to jennifer rubin when yeah. she jumped in your mentions I mean, Jennifer Rubin has uh, in, greater influence over the Democratic Party than Bernie Sanders. To play devil's advocate, Andrew <laughs> Cuomo did allow for a new chapter of like New York toughness for just through like mass graves and everything too. So every guy who like lives in Staten Island could be like New York tough and just like <laughs> add that to like their like poster of like Jimmy the Gent from Goodfellas and. I don't know. Bro, we don't even have school buses driving right now, and now they're just like mobile morgues. <laughs> mobile um, morgues. <laughs> mobile morgues. Everything yeah, um, big in New York, baby. Yeah, so basically the whole country looked at that and was like, oh, it's getting better there, so we already had our peak here, but just we have fewer people, and so ours is going down. Um, we're now in the top five of, of fastest-growing states uh, for coronavirus. I think it's us, Arizona, Texas, and Florida, and one more I can't think of. We're top five. Um, five. They just open up Vegas. Oh, yep. Oh, yeah, because uh, people are going to uh, casinos right now. Um, okay. Literally rolling the dice with their lives. I mean, if you're going to gamble with something, you might as well gamble with your mortality. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so up front, up front, like this is a virus that we didn't know a lot about. Like, in fact, you not, knew nothing about it at the beginning of March, um, and it felt like it wasn't really going to be a thing. Um, and so, and people have been learning about it, but let's like go over what we know. Outside is a lot safer than inside. If you mm. are going inside in public, wear a mask and it dramatically decreases the risk of contracting and spreading it. Because if you're wearing a mask, you're protecting other people and tr also yourself. So yeah, if you have it and you're asymptomatic, you it's you won't spread it if you're wearing a mask, or very yeah. unlikely to. And speaking yeah, you're of shielding your face holes from from like having the horrible droplets of anything else yeah. just kind of go up in there. So plus, I think I look sick with a mask. I love hiding my face. Um, I have oh. a black mask, and I like hiding as much of my face as possible. Oh, well, it's if the I best. Can walk around, like even if I can after. Walk yeah <laughs> like even after like coronavirus is done and all that i'm gonna keep wearing a mask just because it is the best shopping experience ever if i have to go to the supermarket or anything that i people don't talk to me people don't acknowledge me it's just yeah. in and out grab my things go 
yeah. There's that in that like it's perfect. Uh, it's a perf. It's, it's a perfect avoidance strategy, as well as if I can spend my entire life cosplaying as Sub Zero. Absolutely. When I go outside, <laughs> sign me up, bro. Because. Sub-Zero is sick. Also, like, this would be a great time if you are an underage person trying to buy, buy alcohol using, like, someone else's ID because uh, they're not asking anyone to take off Matt. I mean, you know, this parody, obviously... Redacted, parody, parody, sorry, redacted. satire, satire. I just was thinking about that. There's certainly, like, unethical pro-life tips. Um, yeah, satire, don't do that. But, I mean, you know, everyone... everyone. This is a 21-plus podcast, so it's fine. Um yeah, so that sucks. But social distance, wear a mask, and tell your friends and family to do the same. And like, if it honestly sucks and it's hard sometimes, like, um, I've gone over to my parents a few times on for like for Sunday dinners, and uh, and have just kind of hung out in the backyard and tried to remain vigilant that way, and told them like, I'm gonna come over, but I'm just hanging out in the backyard and not coming inside, just to be, just to show that like, you know, you don't have to be like psycho the world is ending type of thing but like take this shit seriously because uh, a ton of people are dying and uh, it didn't have to go this way but it is and more people take it seriously the fewer people are going to die from it take we can also talk about how the, the state government's not going to take it seriously oh yeah absolutely not. And, and business is not going to take it seriously no one's going to take it seriously except for you you have the the state and pretty much any other power structure within the state has pretty much just said the onus is on you to protect yourself yep. because we're not going to mm-hmm. do shit to help you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And, and obviously I am sympathetic to some extent to people who, you know, feel like they've been jerked around here and there because I mean, quite honestly, we've gotten just shit signals from all levels of leadership that I can't, you know, but at some point we have to take responsibility for our own actions and with what the information that's out there and what we know, wear a mask, it's really easy and you can get one for free or super cheap. And um, in fact, if you request one from the state of Utah, you might get one that shows a, shows up with a don't tread on me graphic with a fucking pistol on it. Do you guys see that one? <laughs> Sick. That is very Utah. To that was honest. very Utah. Um, but uh, plus, should we go back and talk about what the last development was too, especially with uh, yeah. Dr. Dunn and Governor yep. Herbert? Okay, yep. so what happened was, was it yesterday that Dr. Dunn, uh, the head of the health department for Utah, pretty much has said, if we don't see a dramatic drop in cases, we're going to have to go back into a shutdown again? She said, yeah, she said the only way that would be to do a shutdown, yeah. So she said that, and then our governor, who is smart, articulate, uh, well, well, available by all, yeah, available. Uh, he tweeted out this after that too. Doctor Dunn's internal memo raises alarms about the increasing COVID nineteen cases in Utah. I appreciate her analysis and share many of her concerns. We will work to stem this tide, but I have no plans to shut down Utah's economy. So pretty much what she just what. Governor Herbert said there is a uh, fuck off. Yeah. So let's keep in mind that the Utah coronavirus task force led by Spencer Cox hasn't met in two weeks because one Spencer Cox has been campaigning. And the only reason he was put in charge of this whole fucking thing is so he could add something to his resume right before uh, the primary against John Huntsman. Literally right. the only reason. When Utah, when Utah was looking good and looking like they were actually a leader uh, among the nation as far as uh, quelling the coronavirus. Yeah. It was very. It was a good bragging point for him to say how how well he handled the whole thing, um, and now that shit's really bad, he's he he might retweet something once a day about record, coronavirus. But 
um, back when things were really good, uh, he was um, doing like daily briefings with like video chats or whatever. Fucking nothing now. And um, the last meeting was June 9th. Literally, yep, they're not doing anything. And we're literally in worse shape than we have been um, for quite a, while, quite a while. And also, Go uh, Governor Herbert went on to say that he's uh, not only is he valuing the opinion uh, very, of course, very seriously from Dr. Dunn, but also the business leaders of Utah, which is like the president of like Ivory Homes or whatever, or some other losers who don't give a shit if people like die because they have to go back to work. Um, there were so many people in the Utah legislature that uh, that basically were saying that we should go to green um, just a week ago. So and they yeah. did that with all the rural counties. Like, yeah, they did it with like six counties. Of, yeah, everything outside of like the like Salt Lake metropolitan area. So pretty much everything from mm -hmm. Ogden all the way down to Payson, they pretty much lit up for green, except for Cache Valley because yeah. they had that massive outbreak at a slaughterhouse. It was like, they, they had know. the meatpacking plant, which mm -hmm. had the major breakout, which they were forced to go to work anyway, because there's a special exemption to keep them um, one as essential workers Two, the employers are not liable for any conditions that the workers are in um, that puts them in that, you know, predicament. And I got into a bunch of dumb fucking arguments with some losers on Twitter about that. Um, one guy was a software developer who works from home. So of course, but, uh, also don't worry. Right. I kept cash County at, at yellow. Yeah. We, oh, we kept it at low risk just because even though like if the meat supply gets tainted or something like that, who needs to worry about that? It's not like that goes everywhere in the state. Too. Yeah. I've got a quick two points as well when it comes Go. to COVID. Um, I know a lot of people, especially young people, um, people, my age or age, um, I'm, 35 and a lot of people in that age range as well as teens and, and kids in their 20s fuck i can even say kids in their 20s now um <clears throat> believe that like this can't happen to them like there is this this belief of of invincibility this aura of an untouchableness but the fact of the matter is all across the nation the median age for coronavirus is dropping it's not just your grandma and grandpa anymore. It's your friends, it's your family, it's your loved ones. So please, like this can't happen to you. And just just wear a fucking mask. And let's just yeah. let's let's weigh the pluses and minuses of a mask. The pluses, you are probably going to help stop the spread. Um, and you have a chance of like not killing your grandma. Uh, the minuses, let's just say that this like whole thing is a hoax then you're minorly inconvenienced by wearing a piece of cloth over your mouth while you go get fucking beer at the grocery store. <laughs> For minutes at a time, really, literally. Really that tough to put on a fucking mask. And if nothing else, you're simply showing a little bit of, of consideration and solidarity with your fellow man. Is that so bad? Marxist Greg. dude, Marxist Greg. alert. But Greg, you're forgetting that it's infringing upon my freedom and also might make me look like a pussy. So <laughs> I can't do that. I'll, I would Two equally important considerations. I, would I will deadlift 400 pounds. Give me in the gym right now, throw a bandana over my face, and I will deadlift over 400 pounds with a mask on. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, Greg goes to the JCC like uh, maybe twice, thrice weekly, and uh, he doesn't fuck around. 
in so, my uh, in my full body suit. Yeah, he wears a hazmat suit. <laughs> but for real, mildly inconvenienced. Like it's it's somewhat uncomfortable. It can get hot and it's itchy sometimes. But like that's literally it. Wear it when you're inside. You don't have to wear it when you're outside in non crowded areas. We have all worn it when we've gone protesting um, in groups of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, that's like, that reminds me of a common argument I'm seeing from all the fucking chuds out there, including some of the jazz Twitter people who I'll talk about lately, because a lot of our jazz, you are trash. Absolutely. A lot of our jazz journalists are like, you know, pretty reasonable people and, uh, talking about coronavirus, um, as it affects all of us, but also through the lens of the NBA, but, um, specifically like some of our our people are talking about coronavirus and I've seen some responses like, okay, so now we need a mask mandate, but like it was totally fine to go out and protest in groups of people. And they compare that to where those open up protests happened, where people were protesting before. And honestly, those were probably safer than I thought of at the time. Those, those outdoor protests to open everything up. That said, almost none of them, or maybe none of them were wearing masks, at least the ones in Utah. And Ammon Bundy was here, and I, he sure as fuck wasn't wearing a mask, and he wasn't exactly here for um, in good faith. So yeah, outdoor, outdoor protests with people wearing masks are a lot safer than going inside where no one's wearing masks. Like I'm going to the grocery store these days, and I'm like one of maybe ten percent of people who are wearing masks, maybe. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't. I really feel like this is going to keep getting worse, but like please just tell your friends and family to wear a mask and do the same. I'm yeah. If you're listening to this podcast. You probably already know this. That's, that's the other thing is that governor Herbert keeps asking nicely. And the people who respond to being asked nicely to do something are already ones who are wearing the fucking masks. The problem is that there's a lot of people who are refusing to wear masks because there's no mandate because people aren't taking it seriously. No, the same so, people that are like saying, I'm not going to wear a mask. Right. That also yeah. think that, it's either a hoax yeah. or it's overblown mm-hmm. or it's some sort or of, or we just need you know, to get over it already because it's been too long. Yeah, um, or it's a, or it's a Soros Chinese. Exp- uh, con- Chinese. It's the Kung flu dude. Yeah. The Kung yeah. Flu. So, uh, yeah. So here, here's the thing about, about that is like, um, I go, God, I forgot where I was even going with that. I just, just please just wear a mask. It's really easy. Um, I just want to say the the one thing that really makes me the maddest in, in this whole thing too, and it, besides like the ignorance of like the common Utah, which is, by the way, it, it's going to happen with everything. Like we're just like twenty years removed from like every mm-hmm. single person in Utah thinking that the entire like black helicopter is going to descend upon them during Y two K. So that's just another thing. Oh, but yeah, um, yeah. But the thing that really makes me the maddest during all this is the fact that we can. We can muster up all of our state's resources. Yep. Talking everything, helicopters, National Guard, police, everything for one police cruiser getting burned and some graffiti. They mobilized like it was a goddamn zombie outbreak. I, I that's that's seriously the most fucking abhorrent part of all of this. Because I, I mean I don't right. want I don't want people getting fined because when we instigate regressive policies like it all we know who that type of shit would come down of if they do a mask mandate and they start ticketing people um for not wearing masks that's not the Plus, shit i want who, who's the one who's going to be the one that's uh enforcing that that mask mandate are we really going to trust the police to do right. that when we know it, it, just it's how be... abhorrent and racist the police are yeah i don't no. want a bunch of like my black and brown friends 
getting ticketed because they're not wearing a mask. I mean, which dude, you know exactly they'll be targeted. That's, yeah, you saw the shit in New York when they were trying to when they, when the cops were enforcing social social distancing, where they were going after like just black and brown people in the street for standing next to each other, and they're like six feet apart. They're like, we live together. Oh no. Yeah. So no, we we have we saw very quickly how how quickly the state can can get all of their resources together they can roll out all the national guard and fucking tanks and all the cops from all over the state to come like pro, uh basically just instigate things with protesters or intimidate them for days on end and 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 with a curfew no less so let's get all those people let's get them passing out masks to everyone they see in public let's just Di- just distribute all the fucking masks we can because we know the state of Utah has a gigantic uh, like repository of masks that they're sending out for people who request them. So Not just that, but like our state is literally, like the nickname is literally the beehive state. We're known for industry. So why don't yeah. we take a little bit of that industry and use that to manufacture some yeah. masks. Give people what they need. Well, that's that's the thing. There, there's the website where you can go and request it free because... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is all just people, just individuals, just working for them, working for themselves and taking this all seriously because everyone's just super reasonable and just listens to Governor Herbert, just strongly urging masks. But like, give them to businesses, just pass them out at grocery stores, whatever. Like, don't let people come inside to establishments without a mask. And instead of like making it um, like, you know, punishable or anything like that, just give people masks. Like we saw this happen in other countries where they actually handled this in a, like a more democratic, equitable fashion and where, you know, 120,000 people haven't died already. They just fucking hand out masks on transit, in grocery stores, whatever. Just yeah, give people having, like, masks. Guardsmen on like just standing around the Capitol using their gigantic night six, just draw things in the, in the dirt up there. Seriously. Why not, just, why not just put them at the front of Trader Joe's and Smith's? Seriously. Every single yeah. UK station. Too. Oh my God. I have a mask. Here's how a many, mask. how many grocery stores do we have in this Valley? Less than the, less than the, the number of cops and national guard members we saw during those protests. There yeah. are fewer grocery stores than there are national guard members who could go hand out masks and they would actually be doing something fucking good instead of just like, yelling at me to get on on the sidewalk instead of the curb like jesus like come on and there's one other thing that goes along with this that has been uh liquefying my brain all day and it's how in the middle of uh, a global pandemic that has completely upended uh day-to-day life for americans uh how is it the in utah we can mandate porn as a public health crisis, but COVID-19 is business as usual. Are you, are you telling me right now that Alexis Texas <laughs> is more really of a sh- terrorist? Really showing your age with that one. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm 35, bro. Um, but if you're telling me that Alexis Texas is more of a threat to my life than COVID-19, yes. I'm going to tell you you're a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. Greg, have you just thought about, well, yes, there is a chance of physical death with, with COVID. <laughs> but have you, yes. have you taken account that there's also spiritual death? What happens? Well, my soul died a long time ago, so I'm going to say no to that. Honestly, yeah. 
I feel it. I know. Um, I know that Utah. I, you know, porn is a big deal. I just don't want Utah to become a hub. Absolutely. And uh, we 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 really that was a good one. Um, yeah. So basically, we're careening. We're careening downwards. Oh, also today, um, Salt Lake County Health, Health tweeted out that they're closing multiple testing centers for the rest of the week and indefinitely probably till next week until they get more supplies because, and guess where they're closing them? Uh, West Valley, Glendale, Rose Park, maybe Magna. I can't remember the other one. Um, because they supposedly don't have enough testing equipment. So when these numbers for the next few days are deflated, I don't know, you might see some uh, certain people in our state government taking some credit for that or being happy about that when we are literally closing down testing sites, despite the fact that for our government being like testing, 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 supposedly being all about it. We had all the silicon. We slow down the tests. We slow down the tests. We got to slow down the tests. There's too many numbers. There's too many numbers. I just look forward to like, it actually makes sense because, um, you know, before my wife took a pregnancy test, we just thought it was indigestion. That's a that's a great point, and all these people are are overreacting. All the all the black and brown people in Salt Lake who are um, being affected by this far disproportionately, um, they're probably just overreacting. The, the Navajo Nation, which literally leads the entire world. continent, yeah, <laughs> the entire world. Oh yeah, the whole world. Listen, I, I think I think once we slow down the testing, we're going to get back everything on track. So I think when so Governor Herbert unveils like a mission accomplished. Enter at the Capitol as like in the background the National Guard are burning body. Oh my God! Please we're, give me a Governor Herbert mission accomplished banner. We're we're gonna feel a whole lot better about things. I mean, sure, we're probably gonna wipe out our entire elderly and elderly veteran population because, uh, you know, it was their time. It yeah, was their time. It really was. It's time. Yeah. To, I mean, if I were a grandparent, I would be willing to sacrifice sacrifice myself for my grandkids and their ability to. Um, eat it at Applebee's and uh, hit themselves with the face with a bowling ball at a bowling alley and go laser tagging or whatever. Bro, yeah, have you ever had them. the mahi mahi at Blue Lemon? <laughs> I actually have. It's pretty worth dying for. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, one last thing before I want to talk about that before yeah. we move on. All that is as a veteran too. I feel like like Fuck yeah, as a veteran. This also, this has also been just like another example of just the country just telling you you don't fucking matter. Yeah. Because, because the veterans home that's located over by the VA just over there on Foothill, one in seven residents of that place have died just of COVID. One in seven. So like Thanks for serving our country. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. Uh, thanks for the uh, the oil, I think. Uh, depending on which war you fought in, thanks for the oil. Um thanks for stopping communism or whatever. Yeah, just like you know, the promise of a of a healthy future from a thankful nation includes yep. choking on your own blood. Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah. Shouts out, shouts out to the veterans out there. Um, yeah, I hope that they're very thankful for the care that they've received because, I mean, clearly they care a lot about them. Um, actually, so uh, I think this actually dovetails very dovetails very well into our next. Uh, segment that we want to talk about um and along with all of these these people who don't want to wear masks the the uproar of inconvenience uh just throughout the nation and and our state um i think it's time we really need to address uh what is what is the biggest problem out of all of this and and that is it is the inherent selfishness of americans 
Yeah. Uh, we are a nation that it has a complete lack of empathy, as well as the disability to agree on absolutely anything. Like absolutely everything is a partisan issue in this country. Oh, you mean like uh, a mask for a, rep- a respiratory illness? We can't even agree that maybe it's a good idea. Like there are there are people who are literally trying to claim that it's more dangerous to wear a mask than not because of some like made up illnesses you can get from wearing a mask. Like, yeah, they somehow turned a piece of cloth into cloth into a culture war issue. Literally, what? that's where li- zero cops. Did anyone see a single cop or a National Guard member wearing a mask during all the protests? No. There was not a single one. Well, it clashes Europe. with their uh, Punisher uh, patch right. on their flak jacket. The so. thin blue line uh, patches I saw on the National Guard guys. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the only solidarity we see right now is from uh, police unions. They're, p- cops are the only ones showing solidarity. They get fi- Someone gets fired for killing someone and everyone, oh yeah, those, uh, those Buffalo cops who cracked that old man's head open. Um, first of all, as a nation, we can't even agree that that was bad, apparently, because he was a 75-year-old Marxist Antifa member who was uh, trying to commit terrorism or whatever. Um, when they- really, um, at my last Antifa uh, meeting, mm-hmm. we were talking about that is, um, it is Operation Jerry. Yeah. Or, uh, and we're just going to send out all of the geriatrics on the front lines. Um, Absolutely. So that we can, we can garner some sort of uh, sympathy. the sympathy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they had a good um, I know. I, mean, I, got, I got the message from the Antifa CEO, and I, I I agree overall that that's the direction we should be going in. George Soros for paying my mortgage for the last dude. Uh, it's so sick being unemployed with uh, George Soros check just hitting me every single Monday, dude. That classic Soros money. Soros, um, just like but yeah, all, all the cops, all the cops get fired for doing that, or get whatever sort of fired, and uh, everyone stands outside and claps as they uh, as they leave. So yeah solidarity that we experience as americans and the rich the most cucked nation on earth people are just begging to be able to go back to work to to just fucking die or whatever like it makes no sense at all and there are people who really do need to work because the government isn't coming to help you because this government is because this country uh we had a a coronavirus relief package that was just a corporate bailout with uh on the side some slight relief stuff going on but like we can't we got the roles in the uh, the Texas Roadhouse meal, mm-hmm. while everyone else got their fillets and T-bone, yep. and that's that's America right there. Meanwhile, folks. Uh, Democrats are forcing all the people to go to to polls uh, and die. So Bernie dropped out, so people stopped yep. going to rallies and stuff. So, um, yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. Right. It's it's for me. It's really like a chicken or the or the egg thing. Like, do people do people have that complete lack of empathy? Um, because like that's the way we're taught from like the government and from education is that it's individualism overall or i mean okay how many people in utah will ever know like what it's like to work in a labor union like percentage wise like 0.01 like we are a right to work state that we have we have a teamsters union here but like i don't i don't think anyone the vast majority of people who live here don't know what it is or what it does or what Right. Everyone thinks unions are bad also. I like heard that as a kid growing up. Literally, if you're the only people who will know what a union is in Utah is electricians because they have a good one. Mm-hmm. And teachers, teachers. Uh, firefighters and cops. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's, those are the only people who are actually going to have like an adequate union. Mm-hmm. Even then too, like the teachers unions too. Like the, they're, uh, like the UEA is barely even a union. At this yeah. Point. 
basically. Like they're just like, well, please don't slash our funding even further, Mr. Governor. <laughs> we'll yeah. still endorse Spencer Cox. While we rebuild uh, 7200 South uh, for the 17th time <laughs> in 18 years. They're literally, okay, Jesus. So, I mean, we just had the, um, I, I think we forgot to mention it, but there was a Utah legislature session in which they actually said that Salt Lake County, Salt Lake County mayor, Salt Lake City mayor cannot do a, uh, a mandate of any kind that supersedes mm-hmm. uh, the government or the governor. Um, so right now we're kind of in a spat where our Salt Lake City and Salt Lake County mayors are both trying to get a mask mandate, but it's technically illegal right now because our Utah legislature. But they were also talking about funding during this uh, session in which they're sitting there really putting education funding on the board, like for cutting, for cuts. We're 50th in the fucking nation right now for uh, education think, uh, spending. Once again, I have to point out that it's 51st. Sorry. <laughs> After <laughs> DC. As an anecdote real quick. Um, years ago, this was, let's see, about eight and a half, nine years ago, my very first job out of college, um, I worked as a paraprofessional um, at a local uh, elementary school. I won't, I won't say which one. Um, <clears throat> working in their special ed unit, um, and in the year that I was there, there was an influx of over 10,000 new students in Salt Lake County. And I want you guys to just guess how much more funding we got um, from the last year. I have no idea. Does it rhyme with Nero? It sure does. <laughs> Absolutely zero dollars. Which, which brings me to the point of, of if we're really going to drill down into the core of, of this problem, what it is, is a microcosm and a, man, a manifestation of American capitalism. We are born into a society that is completely based on a dog-eat-dog mentality. And there's no sense of community or togetherness. It's just the most rugged of individualism. And the bottom line ends up being, I've got mine, fuck you. Which yeah. causes the weakest and the poor of us to suffer. It is a manifestation, it is an embodiment, and a personification of the worst parts of social Darwinism. And it's yeah. why when this pandemic hit, we, we saw people hoarding toilet paper and price gouging and all of these other acts of greed and self-indulgence, because that is what happens in a free market. Yeah. I mean, in, it, to an extent, really, like we're not even in a, like we're in a, a market where our government actively aids and embeds these people mm-hmm. for doing that. Like not only, not only did they help it, like it's get those government contracts. Like the Republican Party see only sees government as a method to get their friends rich. So we have the government intercepting uh, shipments of PPE ventilators, so they can turn around and hand to their fucking friends to sell to states. So mm-hmm. when Cuomo was talking about it, like it was quite literally like eBay for these states trying to bid on PPE. And ventilators, because the government, the federal government, intercepted shipments of these, and basically just gave them to their friends to put on the market. And so we had people like I think it was the governor of of, of Maryland, or I think it was Maryland, governor. He's a Republican guy, but basically his wife had connections with South Korea, and they fucking smuggled in PPE so the federal government couldn't intercept it to sell to their friends or give to their friends. Excuse me. So we got Jared Kushner's dumbass out there doing this whole thing. And um, so we have a government that actively aids and embeds this type of thing. And then people who basically just this disaster capitalism thing where they can just 
use this event as any way to enrich themselves. Like, and overall. And on top of that, too, like class consciousness is just shattered to the point where the only, there's no outrage at any of this, too. Like the wholesale looting of the government exactly. and all the social goods has just gone pretty much just unstopped for the last 40 years. I mean, the right. entire, like, ever since like the Reagan revolution, the entire cycle of government is defund a program to the point where it breaks, defunded, defunded, defunded. Yeah. Once it breaks, privatize it to the point where it only provides a fraction of the services it did before Yep. Then put their friends in charge of it too. So they can pretty much loot it further. Yeah. And um, I mean, I, I, fuck, I can't even remember who said it at this point, but the reason the socialism hasn't taken hold in America is because no, everyone thinks of themselves as a temporarily embarrassed, embarrassed millionaire. And everyone thinks that the next big thing is like, um, yeah, I mean, no one's, no one's ever really class conscious to the point where they can really accept and want a better life for themselves because yeah, not everyone needs to be striving to make a million dollars because you really end up fucking over your friends. But like, quite honestly, can anyone, I can't even fathom how much better this country would be if we taxed every dollar over, God, $100 million a year. If we tax every single dollar at $100 million a year at 100%, can you imagine how much fucking better everything would be? Oh, like, tons. Every, and right now we still have people, um, was it during Eisenhower, our top marginal tax rate was 90, 90%? I can't remember oh, was, how far it was back. Was. It was after that too. It went into the 60s, it was still like a 95% like top marginal tax we have capital paying a lower effective tax rate than labor in this country and we still have people fucking crying about it but i mean quite honestly a lot of people that complain about taxes really are in the middle class because a lot of people in the middle and working class do get fucked because they are paying a lower tax rate than people than actual capital every single time i do my taxes i always just like check and see what my like what my effective tax rate is mm-hmm. because it's always higher than what Mitt romney paid in like 2012 yeah i mean all Fuck three Warren of us Buffett, paid but. more in taxes than Jeff Bezos. I know. It's really cool. Oh, Great guy. Like infinite amounts because he didn't pay No, tax. wait. Sorry. Uh, he actually paid more than you, but um, you may have paid a higher percentage. But he paid more than you. So it's his money, dude. Why don't you just like shut the fuck up about it? He worked oh. hard. He worked hard. He, he earned that trillion dollars, okay? He was in that warehouse every single day for every single hour earning that trillion dollars, okay? So let's... Just give Jeff a break as he sends more dick pics to some other piece of tail that's not his wife. And, yep. uh, yeah. uh, they, I think what's crazy is when they got divorced, she got like half of, of everything, whatever. She instantly became like the second or third richest person in the world because of that. Yeah. She was like the richest woman in America yeah. by like $100 million. And it is something too, like it is something too, like in Utah as well, just how just how this sort of like ideals of what wealth is and all that, because yeah, we have to be one of the most like Calvinist states in the country. I mean, for any like billionaire defenders out there. So I think about the movie, you guys seen eyes wide shut. How mm-hmm. like Tom Cruise thinks he's hot shit or whatever. Cause he's like a rich doctor or whatever. But that by the end of the movie, like you really realize that there's, there's rich people like Tom Cruise. And then there's like oligarchic rich level of people that, Tom Cruise is fucking nothing to them. And like, so the rich people you see like driving around or whatever, and like a nice Mercedes or whatever, have a nice house here. Like, yeah, the fuck them. Dad. But like, why the fuck are there people who defend billionaires who are literally, there is no moral explanation for anyone having a billion dollars. Zero. No, zero. 
Even if you tax every single dollar over 999 million at 100% in this country, things would get shit ton better. Just think about how much wealth that is. You literally can't comprehend it. You can't. Like, how would you ever spend a billion dollars? unless You 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 can't. You fucking can't. If you have a billion dollars, you have pedophile island money, and every every billionaire is a pedophile. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. either, Either you do two things with your money if you're a billionaire. You either... Start a space program. Yep. Or you just buy a pedophile island. I mean, mm-hmm. that's your two options there. That, that's yeah. it. It's that Spider-Man man comic with uh, the pterodactyl. I forgot the character's name, <laughs> but he's like, I don't like with all of this money you can cure cancer. And the spider and the and the pterodactyl character is like, I don't want to. I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. Every single day, Jeff Bezos chooses not to end world end world hunger. He just chooses not to because you can, because he, he can, can. Have like a quarter of his wealth too. He could, yeah, he could like a tenth or a or like one or five percent of it. Just yeah. Just so obviously, because they're mindset, all Daniel Day Lewis in yeah. uh, There Will Be Blood. Yeah, and they're just killing Paul Paul Dano in a in a fucking bowling alley in their basement. Um, too bad. So sad. <laughs> That's the shit, but that like mindset obviously has such a poisonous effect on all of us that like people have feel more solidarity or empathy for billionaires hoarding their money than they do for undocumented people, people who are in the working class and struggling to provide a life for themselves, um, you know, because of decimated working con- working uh, well trade agreements first of all, but also the working conditions that just quite simply have not gotten any better. So. I mean, it's also insane too because the main purpose of like billionaires' like existence at this point is either to protect their wealth or claw more of it in. Like that's yeah, it. You literally have Bill Gates saying, like, I often hear, like, oh, they're all every single billionaire is a philanthropist. Also, you might you might notice that if you Google and pull up Wikipedia for any billionaire, I fucking guarantee you it'll say they're a philanthropist because philanthropy is a way that they're able to. Um, just wash their money and hoard their money because Bill Gates com- committed to and giving not paying taxes. Yep. Bill Gates committed to p- giving what hundred percent of his salary or whatever it was like 10 years ago, but he has gotten like infinitely richer than he was. He's doubled, he's doubled his net worth. Yes. It's, because, it's, and how does not, how does, so God, I mean, obviously. So the only thing that fucking trickles down is that mindset of people just like, having that for themselves. Everyone is just on their own and people are way more willing to fight for some bastardized ver- version of whatever they think freedom is um, in order to just get fucked by the private sector. It's just insane. I, I yeah. just can't even, whatever. It, it's just a big game. So, I mean, it's, it comes to it's money, it's labor, but it's health too, as we're saying, like people just don't give a shit about other people. And, you know, and, and again, we're generalizing because that's just the overall mindset. There are people who care out, out there and we saw, we know them and we've seen them out in the streets in the last few weeks, but and you're all we're in the vast, we're in the vast minority though. That's the problem. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> but like I just said, it's, it's one big game. And uh, speaking of big games, uh, biggest game in town. About, you guys want to talk about uh, some more racism? Basketball's back, baby. Basketball's hey. back. Racism's racism's not going away, baby. Let's cue up some round ball rock and just let let it rip. 
We're getting we're getting more J.R. Smith. We're getting J.R. Smith in Orlando, and that's all I care about. Anyway, is there anything else dealing with basketball right now that we should be aware of? Well, okay, first of all, do you guys actually think the NBA is going to happen? Oh, hell no. 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 Orlando, <laughs> Florida's fucked right now. I just And I talked earlier on the, my RSL podcast about MLS is supposed to happen, and uh, it's not looking good. But I guess we'll see. Whatever. All it takes is, like, one tourist who just wanders into a reopened, like, Disney World who didn't wipe himself properly or something yep. like that and then just like touch all over like Dude, the concierge desk. Realistically, players sneaking out and just going to clubs and then coming back and getting Ooh. going to coronavirus. They have what this. Was this line, what okay? was just tweeting about this today about like the uh, the anxiety and the trepidation of of teams who have to ramp up their testing right now because they're scared at the amount of positive tests and there was uh, one anonymous Western Conference team who, who uh, administered their tests and, and had four positives. Yep. That's just one team. Yep. Yeah, and they were not I mean, even in Orlando yet. <laughs> they were supposed to go to, to uh, Orlando in, in a little... Uh, About a month? A little more than a month. Coronavirus is still going to be here in a little more than a month. It's not going anywhere. Worse it, might be, it might be worse. Probably is going to be worse. Yeah. So, okay. So Donovan Mitchell, um, community member, basketball star. Uh, My beloved son. Greatest thing to happen to the Jazz, quite literally, couldn't have happened to, more, to a more undeserving fan base because, I don't know if you guys remember, but we got him the summer that uh, Maga Gordon Hayward left us. The Maga Mamba. Even Donovan Mitchell was, like, <laughs> posting about getting Gordon Hayward to stay. Anyway, go to Red Ends. He went back to Mago Land, which yeah. is Boston. Mm-hmm. Boston, famous place of no one ever being racist or no one ever hitting their wives. Classic just, Boston. Just every single guy dressed like they're in House of Pain. It's yep. perfect. Um, okay, so Donovan Mitchell, black man, uh, cares about issues, turns out. Young black dude uh, in Utah. Uh, turns out in a time like this, a young black man who uh, is outspoken and Cares about both the community he lives in and also the community he's a part of because of uh, his skin color. Uh, is outspoken about racial issues. Isn't that weird? Isn't that crazy? Can it, is anyone surprised? Wow, that's what. So yeah. Donovan Mitchell tweeted a picture. Um, he's been tweeting a lot of stuff about George Floyd's um, murder and then the like following and subsequent injustices and injustices that happened mean? prior to George Floyd. Um, so including a lot of uh, solidarity and uh, <clears throat> with Brianna Taylor as yeah. well, who was murdered in Louisville, and of course uh, the University of Louisville is Donovan Mitchell's alma mater. Yep. Yeah, and actually, I think the first uh, police murder during the protest also took place in Louisville when they killed a protester, uh, straight up fucking shot someone. So um, haven't heard much about that since then, of course. Um, but yeah, so Donovan Mitchell posted a picture on his Instagram. I, I can't remember if we briefly talked about it last time or if it had happened yet, but he, or maybe he had posted something else. Or no, no, sorry, the Jazz had posted something. Yeah, that about was black, the first about Black Lives was, Matter. Yeah, so Donovan Mitchell posted a picture that said free ish and um, had some chains on it. Clearly, yeah. talking about, so, so this was on Juneteenth, right? Talking mm-hmm. about how theoretically the slaves are, well, final slaves are freed, even though we know that's not the truth. Um, so he says free ish referring to the fact that black and brown people in this country still face um, a whole host of uh, systemic issues. And 
Um, yeah. So he posted that and there were a lot of really, really cool responses on there. And uh, yeah. So who wants to take it from all, there? And all of the people, I, I did an inventory and like literally every single negative comment was made by white people. Oh, yeah. every single one. Every and, single uh, one. And a substantial amount of those people that did make those comments too also had like LDS.org in their mm-hmm. bio. Mm-hmm. It was just, <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yeah. Love so, one another. Jesus loves you. So not only did um, he receive a lot of really fucking dumb comments on that post, uh, but he obviously notices the posts. I mean, I go on there and look and they're like the most, they're the ones that show up first. They're the ones that are like the most liked or liked by a lot of people. And he tweets about it. Like at one point he tweeted, people really starting to show their two colors, like like a month ago at this point. He tweeted and then he quoted it. Which everybody said, thought that was about Rudy Gobert. Of course. Uh, and then he quoted it again. Uh, or, or he quoted it and mentioned it again in response to uh, his Instagram comments. So um, that same night we were just, I mean, the amount of like hate that like, black players get in general black people but black players for from sports fans who really i mean at this point it's tired but like the shut up and dribble type thing Uh um it's fucking ridiculous and so and i was talking to a friend who was saying that he really doesn't like you know sports very much specifically because he thinks it's kind of creepy how (laughs) the vast majority of sports owners and sports fans are white people and they're just like very stoked about their black people doing what they want until they want to say something that they don't like. Um, and then that got me thinking about um, Django Unchained <laughs> and mm-hmm. Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's character with this Mandingo fighter who he just like loves and adores as long as he's winning. Um, but then when he loses, he like freaks the fuck out. Or if he uh, says anything. Right. So I tweeted <laughs> I tweeted a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio in Drink Untamed looking really happy. And I said, jazz fans when Donovan Mitchell is scoring baskets. And then again, I put the one of him really mad. And I said, when he's speaking out against injustice. And the fucking responses I got to that tweet were basically exactly what you'd expect. And so here's, here's just kind of... Point. Yeah. Exactly. Just prove exactly what I was saying. Like... Yeah. Basically, white people fucking love telling black people that they're not oppressed or have nothing to complain about or that they should be grateful or and and the worst one is telling a million dollar like an athlete that has has million dollars, but he's black, um, telling him that they have nothing to complain about because they're a millionaire. That's like the that's just come on that. I mean, what we were talking about earlier with solidarity or anything like that, like. So we have black people showing solidarity with other black people, regardless of their social, their social and economic status. And they still get fucking hate for showing that solidarity with other black people who don't have the same privilege that they do. Are we, are, are we just forgetting about, you know, if we're, if we're going to use this as a, a an example of, of <clears throat> black NBA players not being above brutality, are we, are we really even because it because it hits locally. Yeah. Um, are we just forgetting about what happened to Tabo Cephalosha? No one he, fucking knows what happened to him. Dude. And how he got his leg broken by the NYPD. Yeah. Straight up. And then ended up winning a case over it. Like this is a thing. And then happened. donated all the money he won to black liberation movements. Yeah. And then ended up leaving the jazz and quoting that this was MAGA country and he didn't want to be there and he didn't want to raise his children or have his wife here. So like, yeah, real like, thing. Can't believe Swiss it. Swiss black dude. Yeah. No, and it's then, a, 
I'm sorry. It's a, it's, it's incredible too, just because we go through this. Like we talked about this in the last episode too. It's like, we do this every couple of months. So mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell eventually just signs with the Knicks or something like that. And everyone's going to be like, why do you leave? We'll just have the same one because no one can ever say like in this state, Mia culpa. I, you know what? It's our problem here. We don't really need, we don't really deal with it and it's become toxic levels. So we're just going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. And then just like blaming free agents for why they don't want to play here. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be Gordon Hayward level heartbreak with just absolutely like tsunami levels of racism. What's, what's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if he leaves and says something like, like I can't play somewhere where people like treat me like this. They yeah. only are, they only like me when I am what they want me to be. Um, mm-hmm. There's going to be heartbreak for, uh, for people who love him and uh, aren't racist fucks. And then there's going to be people who are going to be like, I'm glad he's gone. Cause like, Ooh, he's just entitled blah, 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 fucking thug or whatever. We're going to yeah. see a lot of that. If that ends up happening. Oh, you're going to see like, I, I, I need to go on record and say like the, him possibly leaving yeah it would suck but we all need to understand like the big problem is is that it's happening absolutely yeah, like i hard. wouldn't fucking blame Not him if he fact. left absolutely that, that's what needs to be addressed is that this is happening and if he happens to leave that's really shitty but the the real real problem is the is the sheer amount of racism if he feels like that he should absolutely fucking leave okay yes. so and I mean, which reminds, so this is some of the responses I got from, from that tweet. Not all jazz fans, classic. Um, that, was, that was great. I had someone say, yeah, if you really believe Mitchell that he's being like racially like harassed, which fucking course, we can all see it on his Instagram, but that's fine. Some saying there's racists everywhere, so you shouldn't take it too seriously, um, which yeah, is just a ridiculous that, thing to say. Serious. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's everywhere, so we, I guess there's just nothing we can do about it. I live it, here and I care a lot about this place. And so I will speak about the people who I interact with the most and where I live and care about. So I'm sorry I'm not speaking about the racism that's happening in the smokestack of Idaho. Um, I do sometimes, but uh, no, I care more about the racism that's happening here because I feel like I have a better uh, grasp and control over what happens with that. Racism in Des Moines is deafening. (laughs) It really is. I'm basically encouraging it. I'm taking the side of the oppressor about Des Moines uh, racism um soft fake fans people who are racist aren't really fans um which it, you can i get why people feel that way but you need to really understand and realize that like there are racist people who like the same shit that you do and so you uh maybe should call them out and make sure that they uh don't feel safe in the safe base that bro have you, you ever about. been to the north end zone at a university of utah game <laughs> oh. Oh God. Okay. I'm and then the rest of my case right yeah, there. Absolutely. And then I got a classic one that was, um, wow. Well, if Utah's racist, I sure wouldn't want to see like what's going on in those Democrat run cities like Minneapolis. Uh, somebody told me that any Democrat is inherently Marxist, which was interesting. Gotten a little bit of a discussion on uh, Instagram about that. So Marxism is racist. Um, I learned that. That was pretty cool. Um, saw somebody say this fucking loser. Look at the post counts of the people on Instagram saying racist stuff. Something is fishy here. Trying to imply that it's like bots or something that are... It's a conspiracy. Yeah, it's a conspiracy because we can't really come to grasp with the fact that there are racist people that live in Utah. And then, which is a great one, all people said is that black people are already free. It wasn't racist. People were just telling Donovan that you shouldn't be saying anything because black people are free. (sighs) 
It might be a surprise to black people. Yeah. I mean, okay, so this is where I kind of get into some, like, some problems with just that ambiguous racism is bad talk. We need to be really fucking specific about what systemic injustice currently exists in this country. We talked last time about redlining. But, like, a really easy one to talk about to all these racist fucks is mass incarceration. We can talk about um, the over-policing of poor neighborhoods, which we know are predominantly black and brown which leads to that mass incarceration, which leads to the prison labor that they're exploited as. Um, so that's the thing. You talk yeah. about education funding. Yeah, we can talk about how in 1865 they passed the 13th Amendment, which supposedly outlawed slavery. Yep. For one little line there says to, unless incarcerated. So- unless incarcerated. And you can like look at anyone trying to fucking vote during these primaries right now and see who is able to vote easily and who's not. Even to even to literally today, today. yeah, like what went on there in Louisville, like like over ninety percent of the precincts were just uh, just up and closed. They shut down hundreds of of. I think they had two polling places for like six hundred thousand people or something in Louisville. They pretty much put all the polling places in Louisville and just the Expo Center, and And then and then then locked people out. And then they closed the, the center at 6.30 instead of 9 when they were supposed to. You literally had footage of people banging in to fucking vote. So we need to be talking specifically about these things because we got these dumbass fucking losers saying, you're already free. You're a black man in the NBA. You need to shut up about freedom because you're already free because you're a millionaire and because black shut people up, are free. Shut up and dribble and entertain me. Yep. Um, get back on the court or whatever. Um, yeah, right. shut the fuck up. Uh, let's see. And this comes right after the same weekend that someone def- decided to deface like the 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 mur- mural. Oh, the- we're gonna get there. We're absolutely gonna okay. get there. Um, another one was uh, racism doesn't exist because my black friends make more money than me. I, I'll have you know that I went to this person's profile and their most recent retweet was from Benny Johnson. So I didn't really feel like I needed to argue with this person. If you um, retweet a MAGA person, I know why. Benny Johnson. I love these fucking losers that pretend to be like just really in good faith. And then I go to their profiles and it's just like, just garbage. Oh wow. Your first retweets Candace Owens. Okay. What's funny is the person who said, look at the post counts. Like this is fishy or whatever. I went to their profile and they had retweeted that picture of like the KKK members holding a Photoshop sign that said Democrat party of, or female Democrats or whatever. And I was like, bro, you're a fucking loser. The tweet itself says manipulated media. Like you're a dumbass um liberals are racist i saw that one i mean you won't find any yeah. argument for me on that sure. one but uh <laughs> i agree with that one. What's, your, what's your point dude <laughs> liberals liberals are racist yeah that's, um, that's right yeah i i we talked about it last time but i support black lives black lives matter i do think black lives matter but i don't support the marxist political organization that's gaining power of being <laughs> shut the fuck up um th- these two are like kind of the veiled ones that like I think we need to be weary of because I think people often are sharing them in good faith, but don't really understand um, the implications of such. But like I saw the majority of fans support Donovan and the whole roster. And let's talk, let's, let's share tweets about how much we love Donovan, uh, which really goes into that mindset of being more concerned about him leaving than being concerned about what he was speaking out against. And it's really not about Donovan. Like it really isn't. It's, not even close of a bigger problem and he would tell you that as well like i'm sure he's not looking at these posts of people appreciating him thinking oh my god there's 200 people on twitter talking about how much they love me i'm sure they 
also really care about black liberation. Like, I don't think that's mm-hmm. the case. So they're the one that's give like feckless sort of like support to black lives matter. Too. Exactly. Yeah. So I get where that comes from that inclination to be like, I don't want the players on my team to feel unappreciated, but see what they're speaking out against and figure out if you're more concerned about what they're uh, raising concern is about than if you, than what you're then being concerned about them leaving. Um, it's just, it's all the, it's all the people who posted their black screen on Instagram. Yeah. Black, and that, black like, that was black it. Like, they, they, yeah, they, they posted their black screen and then all of a sudden, well, guys, racism is, is fixed. We did it. Congrats. Yeah. I would have posted the black screen a second time if I could. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Okay, yeah. So, I mean, and that's why I think we need to be very explicit when we talk about racism. And racism isn't something... I mean, it's so easy for... How many emails did you guys get from companies that were, like, saying, we are an anti-racist company? Like, okay, thank you, Amazon, for telling me that you're anti-racist. Yeah, like, it was everything. Like, my promotions folder inside, like, my Gmail was just pretty much... We here at, at Adidas feel really... Yeah. Passionate about Black Lives Matter. I mean, okay. So Ben McAdams tweet, for example, on Juneteenth was like, today we are celebrating the day that black people were finally free in this country. And now we are all committed to listening and learning. And it's like, the fuck are you listening to? Like people just, are people listening to each other read that white fragility book and just talk about how racism is bad and we're all inherently racist forever and there's nothing we can do about it. And it's all just feelings. Like that individual, that individualism thing really bleeds into this too, because like we don't, like we need to talk about these systems of oppression and these structures. I mean, American capitalism, capitalism in general, that yeah. have the, this, this disparate impact on the most vulnerable among us. And like we need to be specific about these type of things because we can't let these people get passes for just simply saying, Racism is bad. Like especially Ben McAdams too. Fuck Ben McAdams, dude. Because above all, like he will sell out every social safety net that usually a lot of people, especially marginalized communities, rely upon. Yeah. If it meant that he can get like a five percent reduction in the national debt. Yeah. Like he will sell everyone out. He's tweeted far more times about the national debt than he has about anything relating to actual black issues, like mass incarceration. Fucking tweet about mass incarceration, Ben. Oh, he did. Rand Paul has tweeted about it far more times than Ben McAdams has. Mike Lee has a better stance on, on incarceration than Ben McAdams does. And war. Sorry. Quite when, it comes to, when it comes to Ben McAdams, I'm sorry, but you don't get to sit here and say, I hear you, Black Lives Matter, I'm on your side, and then endorse Mike Bloomberg. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. I almost forgot about and, that. And who literally. <laughs> invented stop and frisk yeah sorry yep sorry oh my god why didn't i respond fuck dude this opportunity i have i might i have his tweet notifications on for that reason so i can fucking roast him every time he tweets not just not just that but it even goes into like all of these people you can't in my opinion you can't sit here and say the black lives matter and then like wholeheartedly throw your support behind joe biden the author of the the crime crime bill. Bill, harm, harm reduction sure in this country than just about any other policy yeah. in modern history yeah okay the, the worst one of the worst examples of this 
was you guys know who Jay Carney is? Worked for the Obama administration. Spoke yes, to he was the, uh, the press was secretary. The, yeah, he was the press yeah. secretary for uh, for the Obama administration, and now. He now works for Amazon. The executive of communications for Amazon. Yep. So beginning of beginning of coronavirus, um, one uh, one worker in New York, a black man, he was striking and uh, trying to organize his workplace because of working conditions in his Amazon warehouse. People were getting coronavirus. People weren't outbreak. being. Yeah, there was an outbreak. People were not being protected. They were not enforcing social distancing. People were coming into work sick because they had to. And he organized his workplace, um, was striking and being very vocal, trying to get in front of as many cameras as he could, got fucking fired. So people are like, fucking Amazon, of, of course. So Jay Carney goes on Twitter and he's like, this man was breaking the rules that we had set. And when he was striking and when he, when he was organizing his workplace, when he, when he was out with his, with his fucking comrades, he was uh, breaking the social distancing rules. So we fired him because of that. Then a month fucking later, Jay Carney's in a protest in Washington, D.C. saying Black Lives Matter. Like, fuck you. Like, if you don't think those things are connected at all, like, oh, that's the shit, dude. That's the shit that, like, when we don't speak about specifics, like, you can, you get Jay Carney saying racism is bad, but I'm going to fire this black worker trying to organize his workplace because he can't fucking live. Kyle, you missed out on the best part of that one, too. Sorry. Because there was a lot of leaked documents from Amazon that went to pretty much like said like this worker, you know, he's dumb. He's inarticulate. Oh, he, my God. Yeah. It, just tons of that. And just absolutely race stereotype and trope. Yeah. yeah so every single like racial stereotype you can think of. These fucking liberals like Jay Carney, like don't let them off the hook. It's so easy to say racism is bad. But like when it comes down to it, like, do you support black lives or not? Because like he doesn't. So yeah, he was smearing him on social media, dude. He quoted Bernie Sanders, like, who was, like, talking out about it. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, this is a delinquent worker who was causing problems in the workplace. So, Is there you, any, like, Obama administration, like, alumni, alumni that is not just, like, working for some sort of, like, organization or company that just, that doesn't just grind people into dust? No, I think it's all of them. Uh, besides, I like, even... Todd Johns, who I, I don't know if they can do anything evil that way, but. <laughs> yeah, but they're getting that MyPillow money. Do they have oh, MyPillow just... money? <laughs> yeah, they just get the VC money that also comes from, like, evil places, too. Yeah. No, like... I hate the Johns. It's Whatever. Like... There's one other thing that I wanted to just rewind the track back sure. a little bit. Because um, in my opinion, um, uh, I've hated jazz fans for a long time. I've I've been pretty vocal about it. Yeah. Um, I I love the team. I I loathe the fan base, and and by the team I mean like certain individual players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love you, Kyle Korver, forever. Bro, um, love that but, guy. But, but one of the reasons is, and and I was having this conversation with a, a good friend of mine, friend of the pod. Um, and and we were talking, and 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 the case is like for for us like. Jazz fans have already struck out in regards to racism, even just recently, even the last like year, year and a half. Strike one for us, or for me, was the Shane Kiesel, uh, Russell Westbrook incident, yeah. which got national headlines. Uh, strike two was the uh, white savior Jimmer Fredette game, where uh, more people were excited to see uh, Jimmer go, I don't know, three for 15 one for 10 hearing 
cheering for their their own team and like we can call it what it is it was some super low-key racist shit and it was really gross and then strike three for me was donovan's black lives matter and juneteenth posts so sorry you struck out sit your ass on the bench go fuck off um and then one other thing strike four jazz fans are still deifying Carl Malone, who's a pedophile and not only a pedophile but a deadbeat pedophile um, Dude, he's so, yeah, yeah he carries water for white supremacy just like a lot of other like so you go onto any conservatives facebook or twitter page and they you can almost guarantee that they have a retweet from like candace owens i know she, i think she got banned from twitter actually um but they have like a sharing a video from a black person that they agree with who's carrying water for white supremacy um mm-hmm. just because you find a black person that agrees with you doesn't mean that you're not racist or that you're not uh help helping you know advance the idea of white supremacy so just keep that in it's mind the, oh, it's, it's the same stupid trope of like oh, i can't be racist i have a black friend bro it's the, no, there's a reason to love that yeah like for example like look at any of like the major sort of personalities you see in conservative media now whether it's candace owens whether it's andy no yeah. whether it's all the way back to like milo yiannopoulos they think that if there's oh, some all the group that just says the same hateful yep. things that they believe then they can they can just like you know what yeah lipstick on a pig bro lipstick on a pig yeah it absolutely is so um and there there's a reason that like black people have always had a name for black people who carry water for white supremacists or oppressors it's always been a thing so fuck anyone who thinks that they're like absolved of any guilt because of that type of thing it's ridiculous yeah and carl malone uh has a lot of shitty comments so he's a he's he's a good example of someone who uh if you're basing your opinion on because of something that Carmelone agrees on you with, um, that's bad. <laughs> There's a statue in Salt Lake City that needs to be torn down. It's the Malone one. You guys, you guys think? Yes. I'm curious if you guys think uh, the Carmelone statue is ever going to come down. No. Uh, no, probably not. Because actually, I don't know. It depends. Dude, a lot of people don't know about the rape thing. I realized. Like, it's a well, it's a sticky situation too. Like I look at it like the same way. About, I look at it. Like, uh, Joseph Smith's rapes either, but well, I mean, either. it's the same way that like Kobe Bryant's situation too is yeah. kind of sticky too, where it's like you don't want to really acknowledge it because of how what he did for the game, but at the same point too, it's just like he he did that. Yeah, yeah. Carmelo did get a twelve-year-old pregnant, so um, that's a thing that happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, tear down every fucking statue. Uh, I think statues are ridiculous anyway, but also um, it's great to see all these racist statues being torn down and it's great to see the Brigham Young statue um, defaced or, you know, exposed for what it is. In Provo, no less. Uh, in Provo, no less. In shout, Provo. Out to the, shout out to the Antifa. You know, I've been going through our Antifa Slack group and trying to find everyone who's in Provo and giving them personal props because we are a very organized organization, this Antifa been sending them some of my Soros bucks and um, shout out to the Provo comrades for uh, defacing a statue. Tear down all those, all that shit, especially if anyone's defending those statues. Um, a lot of these were built in like the sixties or seventies or during reconstruction. So fuck off also. So yep. purposely to be racist. Um, mural. Speaking of defacement, uh, who wants to take us to the mural? A great mural. Also, and that's now that's yeah, now fixed. One of actually the the few good ones. Uh, I'll take the lead on this. Okay. This, um, 
I'm not, I'm an emotional person, but I'm not the type of person who, who breaks down a lot. Um, that the, the defacement of defacing of, uh, the George Floyd mural downtown that did it for me. And it just, it just broke my heart, um, uh, figuratively and sent me reeling on Sunday when I, when I was just scrolling through my feed and found out that somebody had, uh, uh, thrown tar on on the the beautiful mural uh it's right there between third and fourth south uh or third and fourth west on eight south right across from uh fisher brewery um i thought it was just it's just the pinnacle of that disgusting utah racism that we've been talking about uh yeah. for the last x amount of minutes yeah the and the mural includes george floyd and um bernardo palacios and and also dylan taylor darian hunt michael chad brianholt brian pena valencia all killed by police in utah um so it's a it's a big moral, mural now and um they sp- people specifically picked the george floyd one and threw black tar all over it and apparently this was the second time too as of Sunday. And the, the thing that got to me about that too is the, the, the tar that hit me the hardest because it's not just Utah racism, it's American racism altogether. Because tar is I- very, it's a very deliberate thing to do tar. Yeah. Like paint is way easier. Hot black tar is like, has a very um, specific. There's a connotation to it too. Yep. I don't know if the person who perpetrated had knew the connotation, but in antebellum South, what they used to do to to abolitionists used to come down there to preach, they used to tar them and run them out on, on town on the rail. This is just showing that no matter what we do, we're still going to wrestle with the same problems we've been wrestling with for the last 150 years. Yeah, because we're still fighting the same battles that we fought in the 1830s, and it's and it's aggravating to the point where you just almost give up. So when people like Donovan Mitchell talk about free-ish, like this is some of that shit, man. There's still people that are, yeah, right there. It's it's literally right in front of your fucking face. Yeah, four hundred years of this, and Just, we've only progressed this far. Yeah, look how many when you when, when you look up how many people are uh, incarcerated and the percentages of people who are black and brown making up that total number of incarcerations. Yeah, just uh, just keep that in mind when you say like that people are free. Uh, because especially when we know that um, the root causes of crime and also something like smoking weed, people, white people smoke weed at the same rate as black and brown people, but guess who gets incarcerated for that more? Yeah, guess who gets years? Yeah. Meanwhile, like there's people like Joe Rogan out there um, just smoking weed on podcasts every day and there's people still going to prison for it. So yeah, stop, stop giving off that fucking slave owner energy when the, you're, the players you like on the teams you like speak out against things that are affecting people that they care about because it's really fucking gross. At the, at the end of the day is that regardless of their social status, regardless of their contract, uh, your favorite athlete is still a person. Yep. And the same way that you are entitled to make comments on their Instagram post, they are entitled to share their opinions as well. Okay, if there's one thing in this stupid, uh, this stupid deluded country is that at least we have the freedom sometimes to say our opinions. Yep. 
and and Donovan Mitchell has as much of a right to say what he wants to say as you do. And if you don't believe that, fuck off forever. Yep. Yeah. Wear a mask. Stop being a racist fuck. Um, yeah. And uh, support labor rights. Support black and brown people. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, you don't need to cry and read white, white fragility. You don't need to read that book over and over and over again. It's not that complicated. Just like stand up for regular working people, most of which are black and brown people. And um, yeah, show some fucking solidarity and stop uh, being so selfish. Everyone that listens to this, I'm not, not really talking to you because you probably think like us to an extent, but you know. You can call out your friends and family members. Um, and- Dude, be a good example to people, for real. Like, I mean, I have a lot of friends who I, who were apolitical at most, but like, you know, right-leaning. And just by simple conversations of like, you know, raising some of these things like to their attention that like, yeah, it's actually pretty, a lot of the shit's just bullshit. Like a lot of stuff that we learned when we were kids, like doesn't apply or maybe we were just fucking lied to. So like, I mean, seriously, 99% of people didn't even know what Juneteenth was until the last year because like, I mean, last week. Well, yeah, for real. But like, I mean, I didn't learn about Juneteenth or anything like that when I was a kid. Um, Not at all. No, yeah, bro, I, so growing up, I, growing up in Provo, I was taught that Malcolm X was the bad guy. Yeah, he was. He was so bad. Um, yeah. And also, like, be accepting of people who are willing to learn and change because uh, my politics that, I mean, not just for me, who had shitty politics, probably, I can't remember how many years ago now, but um, like let's build solidarity and get people on our fucking side because uh, just trying to make people feel guilty for positions they've held in the past instead of helping them see the light. It doesn't do any good either. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's it. You guys got any closing words? Um, Just want to go off to what you said, Kyle. If people aren't willing to learn and they're not willing to do the work necessary to actually build a better world, cut them out. Yep. It doesn't, you're not going to get anywhere to them. You can try, but at a certain point, if they're not willing to grow, cut them out. Maybe that'll be the shock that they need to actually find where they need to go. But if not, just let them go. Yep. Yep. Uh, You guys are both smarter than me. Um, We all know that I'm the beauty of this podcast. (laughs) So... No doubt. I I echo your sentiments, um, and I will leave you with... uh, Dudes Rock 2020. Q drop from Noah. Also, if you do subscribe to the podcast, please slam that subscribe button. Uh, Give us a rating, iTunes, Spotify, whatever you want to do. Tell us how much you think these dudes do actually rock. We would (laughs) really appreciate it. Trying to grow all that fun stuff. We're a brand new podcast. So number two. We're just basic courtesy. Give us a chance. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like I've had so many conversations with you guys that it feels like we've been talking about this shit forever. But like, well, we're just finally recording them. I know that's right. Anyway, all right, bye, y'all. Love you guys. Bye.